story from the gospel today. It's a little conversation that happens, well, between first John, who points out to his disciples, he says, look, there goes Jesus, Lamb of God. So John points out Jesus. And then, Andrew goes to see where Jesus is staying, and he goes to his brother and says, brother, you're older than me, you are Peter, or you're going to be called Peter in about a minute, <laughs> but I think we have something really amazing in that new guy we just met, Jesus, you should come see where he's staying and hang out with him a while. So those two conversations, one between John the baptizer and his disciples, he points out Jesus, and then those disciples go to see their family, and they point out Jesus to their family. And the conversations are, I would say they're, they're pretty exciting in a way. They sound ordinary when you read them, but there's a certain excitement about Andrew going to see his brother. Hey, look, that new guy, Jesus, we think you should come Stay with him a little bit. And there's a certain sense of anticipation and excitement, and he loves his brother, and he wants to share something really nice with him. So just take it at that simple level. What a nice encounter between the brothers. And a very nice conversation. And it's full of excitement and a bit of love. It seems to me that what is so exciting about Jesus to those early disciples was that he is, we would say he is the bearer or he, he contains or has in his own self the presence of God, the divine presence, almost like we would say the Shekinah that our a band is named after, the Shekinah of God, the presence of God is with Jesus. And so... It goes by different names in the Bible. One of them is the Holy Spirit. John says, I saw the Holy Spirit descend on this Jesus person, the presence of God, descend and rest upon him. So when those disciples go to hang out with Jesus and come to see where he's staying at Jesus' invitation, they sense presence, they sense spirit, they sense what would be called the love of God. He really is the mirror of God, so that when spirit rests on him, it shines like a, a, off of a mirror to the rest of the people around him. Jesus is the mirror of the Holy Spirit, the reflection of God. I think when people are around Jesus and they sense that presence, that reflection of God, they know nothing except the love of God. They felt loved in the presence of Jesus because they're in the presence of God. I've never seen people in the presence of God who did not feel that they were completely accepted as they were and at the same time challenged to become even more their true self. Full acceptance and still a challenge to become even more their true self. They never feel like they're being manipulated they never feel like they 
have to be better or good enough. They never feel like they're being forced to achieve something or become something else. They don't have to work. That's what it means to be loved by someone. You're accepted as you are, but you feel, also feel challenged and inspired to become more your true self. And that's what I think people sense in the presence of Jesus. Jesus, the true reflection of God, they sense the presence of God, the glory of God, the love of God, and they're excited about that. I'd say, if you follow me just for a moment, that that same presence, that same glory, that same love of God, that same Holy Spirit can be found today in lots of places, but I want to say particularly in church and even in this congregation. You will find the divine presence, the love of God, the Holy Spirit here in our midst, even at St. Andrews. That presence can be found in classic ways. You can put them in classical terms, but I'll share with them a little more casually with you. You can find that presence of God, that love of God, that spirit of God that was in Jesus in the people around you. Okay, maybe not 24-7, maybe not as clearly as Jesus reflected the presence of God, but here in the people of this parish and in the people of any true church, you will find the Holy Spirit, the divine presence, and the love of God. And when you're around those people, it is a little exciting for those people who bear the presence, who bear the love of God, it kind of rubs off on you. And they lift you up. I hope you find that at least sometimes when you come to church and you sit next to the people in the pew. Something about being in the presence of spirit people encourages you, lifts you up, and you sense presence in the people around you. Presence of God found in the people of God. Secondly, you find this presence, this glory of God that was so attractive and so exciting in Jesus. You can find it in the words, literally the words we speak here in this place. Words carry power. They can be a transmitter of this divine presence. That's why we read the scriptures. We sense God's presence in some of those words at least. Sometimes you hear them in the words of the sermon, and the presence of God rings through the words that you hear in sermons or in the liturgy words themselves. In some sense, that beloved Book of Common Prayer and the prayers we say, the words will ring. They will ring out to you on occasion, communicating divine presence. That's what I love about that bell up there that we ring sometimes, our communion. Do you all know what I'm talking about? The big one looks like a pot. <laughs> and you ring the bell, and it goes on and on and on. Unless the evil, unless the evil bell ringer quiets the bell too soon. 
You see, they think I want to get on with the prayer and just keep going, so they make the bell go quiet. And then I shoot them that really dirty look like, what are you doing? <laughs> because sometimes words will end with a thud. Sometimes words will ring like a bell. And you sense the divine presence communicated in simple words. There are never perfect words. There's nothing absolutely sacred about any particular word, but the metaphors, the symbols, you realize all words are metaphors and symbols. They do not communicate the exact thing you're talking about. But on a good day, the words of God are communicated in the church setting. Perhaps in sermons, perhaps in Bible, perhaps in liturgy. And you can be excited about that. And you can sense the love of God in those words. Finally, is this. The presence of God, the glory of God, the love of God, the very Holy Spirit can be communicated in the church setting, here at St. Andrews, through that ritual, that symbolic act of communion. In those physical signs, of, of bread and wine, we say they are the body and blood. When we say body and blood, we mean this is the very essence of Jesus, the very spirit of Jesus, the very life of Jesus. And we take that life, that love, that spirit into us. We eat it. He becomes one with us, the life of God, the very essence and life of the divine we take within ourselves. And there is communion between you and the Holy Spirit when the essence of Jesus, the body and blood, you take into yourself. It's different than how the words work, the spoken word. It's different than how you sense it in people, but the divine presence taken within your body. It's symbolic. But here's the funny thing, it happens, and so when that happens, you wonder if the symbol wasn't the real thing. There's such an enmeshment, there's such an overlap, there's such a communion between the body and the blood, the bread and the wine, and you take it into your body, and you actually become what you eat. Now you become the bearer of the Holy Spirit. You become the divine life. You share in the glory of God. So in those three ways, we say the very presence of God that was so exciting for the disciples to meet up with is still, 2,000 years later, found in places like this church where you sense it in the people of God and you sense it in the words of God and you sense it in the communion with God. I must say, none of those three things are a guarantee. In other words, you can't guarantee it. It's not objective. Because sometimes you and I are not in a good place where we are receptive and open to the presence of God in any of those three venues. Sometimes it's on us, you all. If I'm in a bad place, Jesus himself could walk through the door and I go, whatever. <laughs> but when I'm in a good place, at least open and my heart is soft and open to receive and communicate with this divine presence, 
Well, then the words do ring with meaning and presence and love and spirit. And the communion of body and blood, I do sense the divine presence in those physical things, and I take it into me, and I feel more alive, and I feel more enlightened, I feel more awakened. And yes, among the people sitting next to you in your right and your left, as imperfect as they can be, and they certainly can be, and I certainly am, but even in those people, you sense something of God's glory, something of divine presence. And it's a very nice encounter. And you can share with and point to that with anybody you want to, in your family or your friends, or you can say, to anybody you would like to share with, gosh, I have this great connection with the people and the sacraments and the words at that St. Andrew's church. You should come and see and stay a while. You'll like it. And it's fun. And there's an excitement about it. And there's a sense of love because you can share the love you know here with the love with other people. Now, I must say, I can point to a million times in my life when I was trying to somehow tell people or share my faith and my religion and my experience of God with other people, and it was not a nice conversation. It was not, I was not doing it out of excitement and love. For instance, one time, and probably many times, I was simply trying to win an argument. And you get in these little battles where I'm going to prove to you that I'm right and you're wrong and you should believe me because I can prove it. There was a friend of mine in college and I was really into this way of talking about God. His name was Jay. Jay, listen carefully, Jay Friedman. Friedman. He's a Jewish friend of mine. And Jay and I were really good friends. We actually went and spent a semester in London together, and we were roommates. So I knew Jay really well. But I was in my very zealous evangelical stage of my life, and I thought that I could just prove to Jay that he should not be Jewish, for God's sake. You should be Christian like me. And we would have these great theological debates long into the night, and I'd try to prove to him the Bible. I was like I was taking a prisoner. It was not love. It was not excitement and joy. I know whenever I'm trying to win an argument, I'm not speaking from the place of spirit, I'm speaking from the place of ego. Ego. I mean, in Bible terms, you would call it the flesh. So I'm, I'm learning these days, if I ever find myself in an argument or a debate, I know that it's more about me than it's about God. It's more about me and my winning than it is about love and excitement of sharing a message. So on other occasions, sometimes today, I'll even find myself not sharing out of excitement and love for Jesus or God, but I try 
and share and talk about the goodness of God in church because I want to be successful. Now, you probably don't have this quite as much as me, but some of you might. They say, what does it mean? What, what do you think it means for a clergy person to be successful? Think about it for a second. What do you think it is for a, of someone who's in the clergy, head of some church, doesn't matter what denomination, how would you know if they are a successful person? Don't you think if they're successful, a lot of people will want to come to their church? And you can count success by counting the number of people in the pew. So sometimes, it's not just the number of people in the pew, it's the number of, of zeros in the budget. <laughs> well, we're very successful because we have so many people in our church and there are so many people giving, they must really like it. Oh, and by the way, I'm the pastor of that church. So, whenever I find myself talking about God, trying to talk to newcomers in the church, trying to do uh, advertising and evangelism and bring people to St. Andrews. If I'm ever doing it so that I can balance the budget or make the pews look more full, you know I'm acting out of ego and not out of spirit, not out of love or excitement, not like Andrew was talking to his brothers. Hey, we found this new guy, Jesus. You should come and see and hang out a while. So, there's always things for me to repent of. And when I'm trying to be successful or win an argument, I know I'm not acting from spirit. I'm acting out of ego. As you know from the front of our bulletin, that's the one thing we're trying to do in our church be transformed from people who are living from their own small, egoic selves, sometimes you're a priest, and be transformed to people who are alive with spirit and presence and love of God. But actually, you might know, you can find the presence of God that we're talking about, the same presence that was in Jesus, almost anywhere and any time. You don't have to be in a church on a Sunday morning. You can be in a hospital bed or on vacation or somewhere else, and you can still sense presence of God, love of God, joy of God. But it does really help to know that you can go to a, a place, to a community, where that presence of God is there in the people. That's very helpful to know. You can go to a place where this presence of God is present sometimes in the words you hear spoken. Words are powerful and they do communicate presence. And you can find a community of people where they celebrate what we call sacraments, but they celebrate the bread and the wine, and they take the divine presence into themselves, the life of Jesus into themselves, the body and the blood, the essence, the, the true 
inner life of Jesus into themselves. So whether you find it in the people, or in the words, or in the communion, it's very helpful to know you have a community where you can do that. And so like Andrew did with Peter, we can say to anyone who might be interested with love and excitement, not with ego and selfishness, come and see the presence of God in this place called St. Andrew's. Come, come and see. Stay a while. It'll be a great encounter between you and your friends. You can have a nice conversation. It'll be full of excitement and love. It'll be just what happened between Andrew and Peter. You can have with anybody you know and your friends. Come and see the presence of God. Come and stay a while. You'll find it in the people, in the words, in the sacraments. You're really going to like it. I offer this to you in God's name, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.